What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Daily Energy Newsbeat stand-up here on this gorgeous Monday, December 18th, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. Stuart Turley, my man, how we doing today? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in Dallas, Texas. Absolutely. It's 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 a gorgeous day outside and we have an absolutely packed show today. First up on the menu, Germany ends electric vehicle subsidies abruptly in latest blow to Tesla. Elon Musk must not be happy. I wonder if he'd be tweeting about it. Next up, EU's green funds are under the guillotine. Ooh, interesting. Um, love a good play on words. Next up, a shale CEO second act going green. Well, great story. Next up, natural gas expansion project to add reliable energy to the Texas grid. Good for Texas. Next up, the U.S. isn't the only one eating into OPEC's market shale. Brazil and Guyana are hitting record oil production volumes. Next up, the U.S. Uh, electricity load growth forecast jumps 81% led by data centers, according to grid strategies. Absolutely insane. And then finally, rising peak demand um, of 83 gigawatts planned retirements create blackout risks for most of the U.S., according to NERC. Done, done, done. We know the grid sucks. So uh, a packed show today, Stu. You'll come, You'll kick it over to me. I'll quickly cover oil prices on Friday. And we had rig counts um, drop. So I'll, I'll cover that. Then we'll let you guys get out of here and start your week. Before we do all that, guys, remember the news and analysis Analysis, maybe you should say with quotes, but, <laughs> but uh, the news and analysis you're about to hear is all brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Stu and the team do an outstanding job of staying on top of everything that you need to know and keeping the website up to speed with everything you know to stay at the tip of the spear when it comes to the energy business. Um, you can hit the description in, uh, below to see all of the show notes, links to the articles, timestamps. Again, the team does a st- outstanding job making sure that's maintained and up and running. You can follow us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, check us out on YouTube, same in YouTube. You can have all the links to the descriptions um, and the articles there. You can email the show questions at energynewsbeat.com. You can check out our new news product dashboard energynewsbeat.com. You can sign up for our newsletter via the description below. That goes out every Tuesday, uh, kind of a breakdown of some of the top articles. Trust me, we're not going to bomb you every day. You can also subscribe to our Substack. Um, that's available on energynewsbeat.com as well, where you're going to get something a little bit more every day. But our, our newsletter that we send out is actually uh, only goes out on Tuesday, so a little bit different than our Substack. So we're everywhere, folks, if you're anything. So I'm going to Brett, though, Stu, where do you want to begin? Oh, hey, uh, we're off and running to Germany ends electric vehicle subsidies abruptly in the latest blow to Tesla. I'll tell you, uh, this one goes hand in hand with the U.S. is having some serious problems with the EVs because the subsidy program is is really nobody knows what's going on there. Tesla's Burland area plant reportedly will shut production after December 22nd, not open till January. The plant is moved, comes amid tighter restrictions on EV subsidies in France. The 
the limited the subsidies of 7,000 euros, which is 7,600 yep. to electric cars made in Europe, Chinese, including the Tesla, are no longer eligible. Ooh. They're playing a they're playing a trick in uh, uh, Biden's playbook. But the credits uh, in the U.S. the IRA credits are scaling back as well mm -hmm. too. It, it just brings to the point how vulnerable all of these electric vehicle companies are on subsidies. Yes. And, and uh, here's the problem that we're going to be tracking, and that is bailouts. Now people are saying, hey, wait a minute, uh, you forced us to these EVs. We want our bailouts. So we're going to track that. Uh, David was on this one. David Blackman uh, was on it first. EU green funds are under the guillotine. I would put my French accent on it, but it would sound more like an Oki from uh, Muskogee. Now, billions of euros are earmarked to boost renewable energy and slash emissions are on the cutting block after EU leaders propose moving them over to fund immigration and defense efforts. Uh -huh. So I think it's pretty funny. Michael, when, when you read this article, the left's immigration and migration policy of illegal folks is actually killing the climate agenda. <laughs> that was a second order of magnitude that I was sitting there going, hey, Michael will be proud of me for putting this one together. And they're pulling down on more green funds and they're forcing anything the WEF is going out to Africa or to any of the other emerging countries tying to renewable, but nobody wants those projects. We're turning into some stuff. I have no clue. It's now turning into a quote unquote renewable crisis. Here's a quote in here. Previously, you would guesstimate that around 50% of step funds would go into climate. And now you can guesstimate that it'll be 0%. That money could go from five out of 10 billion to zero out of one. <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> it, it's it, the guillotine. And that's it, straight it, out of the, the Thomas Carlin, the director of EU climate investments mouth. Oh, absolutely. So if you think COP28 did not have an impact, it did. And do you think that when they stood up there and clapped and said, we got us a deal, it wasn't a deal. It was, holy smokes, Batman, it's the death of the uh, net zero is what it was. So um, shale oil, let's go to the next one. A shale oil CEO second act going green. Michael, I want to tee up our deal spotlight of Oxy and Crown. Uh, and the reason for that is you and I didn't know the outcome until we went through the steps and it fits right into this because there is a way that Saudi Arabia is funding their move to green, just like Oxy is funding their move to green with oil and gas. Ah, a balanced approach is the only way that you're going to get there and not shutting everything off. So let's go to this story. Tony Sancho's the third uh, was the epitome of a shale boom CEO drilling oil wells, piling on depth and hunting quail. <laughs> I love that in his ranch in South Texas. He got caught up in the uh, the oil crash and everything else. But uh, what were some of the things that caught you in this article, Michael? Well, one, it's one thing that caught me is if you're familiar with the name Tony Sanchez or have heard of Sanchez Energy, absolutely the epitome of the early 
the mid 2010s shale boom. I mean, when and when I mean right. boom, and, and then I also should say the bust as well, because it ended with Sanchez Energy filing for bankruptcy. So I love nothing more than a failed oil executive pivoting now to selling green. And whoa, so what's his? So if you read this article, Stu, his current business, One Nexus, is a little bit different. This is his new business he started. Here's right. a paragraph down here. One Nexus offers oil producers policies that pay out only when their wells are capped, ensuring that companies have money set aside. He's now an insurance salesman. We went from, he went, he's literally an insurance salesman now. Okay. The rates are determined by actuary models that were adapted from human life insurance calculations. And the policy is structured to survive even if the oil producer or one nexus goes bankrupt. He says, this is incredible. This is a legit, this is the biggest grift I've ever seen. I love it. Uh, To be honest with you, if it's, hey, um, insurance rules the world, baby. You think the deep state does? Nah, it's insurance companies. Insurance sooner companies or later, will- Stu, you're going to invite me to an event where I show up, and it's going to be Tony Sanchez up there. Hey, if you sell our policies and get five people underneath you, you're going to be able to go to my president's retreat with me in Cabo. This has multi-level marketing. I can see it now, Stu. One uh, Nexus. I'm a One Nexus business owner. Yeah. Hey, if you see him as a sponsor of the show, you'll know it's on the way. <laughs> you'll know we sold out when One Nexus sponsors the show and I'm here pushing insurance policies on you. That's when you know, but just take us off air. Then we would have cradle to grave. We would not only be on the front end evaluating uh, M&A, we'd be evaluating on the back end there. So that's something Absolutely about it. insane. Let's go to the next one, Michael, before you give me a hook. Uh, natural gas expansion to project, add more reliable energy to the Texas grid. I love this one because it goes along with the the other stories along here, and that is Texas is doing something about uh, needs this. Governor Abbott said the bottom line is Texans need more electrical power because we have a collective responsibility to make sure that we provide the power and electricity to support our growing state by adding new reliable plants like this one from Calpine. ERCOP. PUC power generators are better prepared this winter before because I signed over a dozen laws to ensure they have the tools and strategies. This is important. In 2021, 4 million homes in Texas lost power. I think ERCOT kind of got woke up a little bit in 2021. And, you know, we can't lose sight of the fact that, yes, this is a natural gas plant, but Texas is ironically one of the best states when it comes to energy mix between renewables and using the sources that are available at the time. We have a lot of wind power. It's We've seen it. You've showed me stats to where at some point, 33% of the power generation in Texas is wind. Why? Because it's available and it's it's the right form of energy that right moment. The problem is when things get tight, natural gas wins the day. And so ensuring enough baseload power is critical. And again, I think it's a great, I think it's a great move. It it remains to be seen. We haven't had a crazy storm yet since 2021. So it'll be interesting to see when the next one hits, does all this stuff that they do help remains to be seen. Oh, it does. Uh, I want to tie this into our oil and gas discussion here. The next article, Michael, is the U.S. isn't the only one eating into OPEC's market share. Uh, Brazil and Guyana are hitting oil production volumes. As Governor Abbott is signing in, you know, the deals that he's doing, we're getting more 
uh, natural gas plants online. And when you sit back and take a look at not only Total Energy is investing in uh, in Texas. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. oui. You were doing, what, what was it, Mike Myers that you were just doing? Isn't that like some old school French way? Wee oui, wee. Oui, oui. uh, oh, no. That, you were talking about doing uh, some one of them evil characters that has a cat. Mr. Evil, Mr. I'm Evil. Out on cats. Sits, I'm sorry. Uh, no, but Mr. Evil, uh, Mike Myers, bald, and he says, "Oh, from oh, uh, I'm going to hold powers. the world ransom for million. Yes, okay. Yes, 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 uh, yes, so yes. let's go back to this one, Brazil and Guyana. You have the pricing model around the world. We're going to cover this in more detail in the next few weeks. OPEC has seen its market oil market share fall to 51%, the IEA said, while U.S. output has soared. Brazil's output has soared 400,000 barrels a day to 3.6 million. Now, here's the thing. Part of that number, Michael, I'm digging around on the EIA's number, and it's 51%. It is the dark wheat. I'm going to do my Biden real quick. Everybody on our podcast, I'm leaning into the mic. I'm losing my mind as I lean in and go, it's the 51%. Okay, so uh, that was my Biden. That's about all I can pull on that knucklehead. So when we sit back and take a look, the pricing model, Michael, is busted. And I'm working on some more stories on this because it affects Texas. So goes Texas, goes the rest of the world. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know why my camera just zoomed in. I was going to say, like, it knows, it knows that that's exactly <laughs> that is about as need. creepy as it um, gets. I mean, it, I, it is interesting that OPEC is losing its grip and, and it's kind of clear with, with that over the years, OPEC has been losing its grip. If only because look what's happening right now. OPEC has continued to cut and signal that they are going to cut production and, and, and are going to continue to cut until they can bring Brent oil up. And what has oil done the past three months? Tumble, tumble, tumble. I mean, can't be too mad at $71 oil, but thinking about yeah. where Saudi Arabia and OPEC and Russia and everybody wants oil prices to be, it's insane right. that they haven't been able to achieve yet that. So it's clear that there are other sources, aka Brazil and Guyana, as this um, article uh, uh greatly yep. points out is the reason for that. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. And the whole pricing paradigm, Michael is changing. So it goes back to our great oil and gas in the U S and then the war on oil that the Biden administration has done by trying to source oil through Venezuela, uh, or other countries, it's just criminal. But anyway, let's go on to the next two that are, and the last two, they're kind of the same uh, theme or thread. U.S. electricity load grows forecast jumps 81% by data centers, industry grid strategies. We can't, uh, the part of the death and the thread of the renewables is not only from the money side, it's from the side of the grid, Michael. U.S. electrical load is growing significantly faster than grid planners yep. ever expected. Here's where it gets goofy. People are leaving California, coming to Texas. I wish they'd leave their voting policies there. You can see where uh, Houston and um, Austin are following their voting patterns. And please, if you are moving from California to Texas, 
stop by in Arizona at a charging station, lick the thing as it's charging your car. Maybe that will stop your voting practices here and cause a lobotomy. Now, that all this is for a very important reason. The flat the era of flat power demand is over is likely the first nationwide compilation of utility load forecasts. The low and falling rates of load growth over the last 20 years have decisively reversed a new mode. Part of the problem is the Biden administration, Michael. Mm -hmm. We need all forms of energy and we now have 24,000 regulatory problems holding up attached power sources to the grid, renewable, wind, yep. solar, natural gas. So this is a uh, holy smokes, Batman. This is an alert to uh, regulatory issues. Yeah, uh, no, and it's... It, it, we got to keep building. I mean, we, we covered Texas building that natural gas expansion. We need thousands of those across the country right now in order exactly. to handle all this stuff, especially if we do want to, again, continue to go green. Oh, I have, hey, I, I, I'm all about it. You know, uh, I, I'm energy agnostic. I'm humanitarian. Uh, let's end energy poverty. Absolutely. What's next? I'm, I'm all done. Okay, nice. Um, well, <laughs> thank you, thank you, as Michael says. <laughs> no, no problem. We gotta, we'll keep you, we'll keep, we'll keep you going. Um, let's move to finance, guys, real quick. You know, S and P and the, and the Nasdaq fairly flat on Friday. We saw oil prices um take a small dip, but still settling seventy one seventy eight. They look here to open um, if the markets are about to open here as we record this on Sunday, um, 72.10. So hopefully we see a little bit of overnight strength. Again, you know, IEA comes out and says global crude oil demand is going to grow in 2024. That that kind of buoyed some of, some of the sentiment right there. Again, we saw last week the U.S. Central Bank and the Fed deciding to uh, keep interest rates the same. Um, but did forecast a potential three rate cuts in 2024. Now we'll see where that all comes in right now. Again, you know, lots going on from a from a macro standpoint. Um, you know, we saw rig count on Friday drop about three three to uh, three rigs in the United States to 623. Um, Canada saw nine rigs drop internationally. We saw a rise of 16 rigs. So a little bit of a uh, a burning sentiment there. But you know, I, I think you know we covered the big news Stu, on our deal spotlight, which was Oxy and and CrownQuest. Things have been kind of dull up until then. We're about to roll into earnings season now. Um, quarterly uh, annual reports are due, so we might be doing some deep dives into those. But uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll cut this finance segment off early by only say go check out our deal spotlight with CrownQuest and Oxy. See episode number two um, again in our deal spotlight. You can see that at energynewsbeat.com or we'll put the uh, the recordings of it out on uh, YouTube and Spotify. Better to watch the video though. So go check it out on our website. Um, what do you got, Stu? What should we be worried about this week? Well, I've got several uh, law enforcement folks to come up because as energy and the open border matter, uh, I've got some experts on the open border and what's coming around. And so that'll be kind of interesting to see. We also have some great podcasts coming out. We have uh, Ann Bradbury, the CEO of the American Exploration and Production. We have Joe Farrell, founder and CEO of Well Database coming out this week. So we got some really cool ones. And I've got Paula Glover coming out this week as well, too. We got three 
rolling out. It's pretty cool. Love me some Paula Glover. She's fantastic. Yeah, I love that. Uh, American, well, what's, well, who? because she was originally at the American Association of Blacks and Energy, which we knew very well. Did a lot of work for them. We love, love them. Love them. Great Who's she people. with now? What's the name of it? Um, America, oh, Alliance to Save Energy? Alliance to Save Energy. Thank you very much. And I, I loved, Michael, I'm going to just say this. For three years working with you, you're the most fun I've ever had working. The other part of this is we've never talked about saving electricity. (laughs) And this is huge because it would take a huge load off the grid. (laughs) Absolutely. I was like, wow, what an epiphany. No kidding. So, all right, guys. Well, with that, we'll let you get out of here. Start your Monday. Hopefully there's no meetings um, or it's meeting uh, chill. Otherwise, guys, we'll be with you all week. For Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. 